Hi everybody, welcome to the yard sign, better late than never, but as always, uh, this is the most important and relevant podcast in politics, your host, Johnny Torres, thank you so much for watching tonight, uh, of course, uh, we are excited to bring you another show full of great topics and a great uh, cast as well, we've got a full house tonight, not only have things to discuss, but also folks joining us here at the big table right next to me, so first of all, let's go ahead and do a quick rundown of today's topics, uh, first we're going to talk Florida fights COVID. Um, and that means uh, both Governor DeSantis going toe-to-toe with the media uh, as far as how he's handling the whole process in addition to new resources that he's put underway here throughout the state of Florida to ensure that uh, we continue to tackle this virus as it uh, goes throughout the state. Um, and the numbers uh, expectedly have continued to decline as uh, actually one of our guests uh, very uh, accurately predicted uh, not too long ago. So we'll talk about that. Also, school School and county mask mandates, could they be coming back? Uh, Yeah, uh, definitely looks so. And a couple of counties already trying to pull that off, uh, of course, against the wishes of Governor DeSantis. And so what will be the fallout from that? And, uh, and of course, the the feds getting involved uh, in regards to the mandates as well. So um, with plenty to talk about in regards to masks, uh, hoping, I guess, uh, that we would be out of the woods on that front. But uh, nonetheless... Uh, Our final topic, certainly not a small one, uh, but I do want to preface it with saying that we have a special edition of the Yard Sign coming to you on Wednesday, where we're going to go in-depth on Afghanistan and chaos, and we're going to have a special guest joining us, Jimmy T. Smith, former state representative, former county commissioner in Citrus County, a veteran, and now the coalition's director for Concerned Veterans of America, and going to join us right here on the yard sign to go in-depth on Afghanistan uh, as a topic and uh, how it's affecting our veterans. Uh, and one of the people joining me on uh, that show is also joining us tonight. So let's go to the big table and introduce everybody. Right next to me, the one and only Joe Wicker. How you doing, sir? What's going on, man? I know. Thanks for wearing the navy. We all got the memo. I'm glad we're all looking uniform. <laughs> we're all looking sharp. Memo. Oh, the girls okay, got thank it. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, I got the girl black. Well, the ladies always look good in black, so you know it's uh, good save. Good save. It's the go-to. <laughs> all right, in the middle, coming back to second time on the show. Look at that, Kim Davis, everybody. Hi guys. Uh, so excited to have you back, especially uh, Kimberly. You've been uh, very active on the school mask mandate front. Um, very involved with uh, not only some the uh, people who are running for school board, but of course uh, uh, this COVID issue and how it's affecting our kids. So uh, our second uh, topic certainly going to be leaning on you for that. And way over at the far end, uh, the one who we lean on for just about everything else, uh, because uh, that's just the way life is, is Anibal David Cabrera. And, uh, and always, always, <laughs> and never a dull moment with Anibal. Uh, uh, what does that mean? It means exactly what just, it was. Just it's always means a good time, man. Yeah. I mean, look at you. You got, you, you got. I don't know who we who we sponsored by today. Mondavi is. Uh, we got the Mondavi <laughs> vineyard. No, um, redneck wine. We opened up the bottle <laughs> with a hammer and a I wish screw. We had, yeah, I wish so. we had a picture of it. We had well, we have a little bit of pictures, we but do I don't have a, know that we, we do have a picture. Video. We do have a picture of yeah. the uh, the, the very large uh, endeavor that was taking place to open the wine yes. bottle once we realized we did not have. Yes, a, nail, you have a nail and a hammer, have some tools and the conversations yeah. did not get any better from there. Nope. Didn't have the okay. bottle wine opener, but it didn't stop us from uh, yeah. uh, getting it we done. We were getting in. Yeah, and one almost, way or another. Almost every sentence ended, never mind. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Conservatives will always find out where there's a conservative will, there will be a way. Yes. 
All right. Well, let's go ahead and uh, jump into our first topic. And uh, it's, yeah, it's going to be COVID heavy today. Sorry, everybody. But uh, it is what it is. That is the uh, topic du jour. So we'll start with Florida fighting COVID. Uh, we're seeing the monoclonal uh, antibody sites opening up throughout the state. Uh, and I myself had to ask, what in the world does that mean? Um, and so, well, the metachlorians have our. The, the you just like saying metachlorians. The fact that I can say it is without that a Star Wars thing. It is. It's, you would think. Oh, okay. it is a Star Wars it, thing. It, it doesn't come. You with can't a spell green necessary, man. but you can sell them. Oh, you can I forget a C and an S all the time. in <laughs> necessary. But you can do. The other one. Yes. Because I can't. <laughs> Metachlorians? I can say Metachlorians. So, so to give people the, the, the broad view, <laughs> you see, are we going to be, a, this is going to be like a two hour, no, three no, hour no, 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 It's not the comedy no, 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 show. No, no. Let's go. All right. So, <laughs> That's Thursdays. <laughs> <laughs> so, for those of you who are not familiar so with exactly what that means, uh, much like in, early, in the early COVID days, we had the testing sites and the vaccination sites throughout the state. Now, uh, Governor DeSantis is rolling out these monoclonal antibody sites. Uh, and uh, this is where I lean on uh, my buddy Joe a little bit, who has a little bit more knowledge in terms of uh, medical things uh, than I do. But basically what's happening is, uh, you know, folks are getting the COVID antibodies uh, rather than getting the vaccinations. And it's just one additional uh, resource, a tool, uh, you know, as a way to fight COVID uh, here that, um, you know, we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll see how effective it is. Uh, it's certainly, I, I believe, at least it seems for those who are very skeptical of, of what is in the vaccines and who's producing the vaccines, it seems like a much more natural approach maybe to fighting uh, COVID or at least preventing yourself from, from uh, succumbing uh, to a deathly illness of COVID. And so uh, let's go ahead uh, to the big table. Joe, first of all, you were, you were the one that would kind of explain to me. So really, these are the antibodies from people that have had COVID, and then they go in a lab and they reproduce so these, they, and, then they, and then they inject others with it so that their body can be better prepared to fight COVID. Is, is that something about like right? That. I mean, I'm not a clinician, so <laughs> don't, don't <laughs> Nor are we attorneys no or doctors. No doctors at the table tonight. Yeah. No doctors yeah. at the table. Yeah. We really don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> no, but it's... Um, the governor's really been um, jumping on this because it's a process where anybody 12 and up who's been, who has COVID and is in the early, early on, or right, earlier yeah. days, like within seven to 10 days or whatever, or people that have been exposed to COVID and have, are at high risk of being hospitalized, um, those people were able to get in and get this treatment. Now it's actually been expanded to anybody. So it used to be like you had to have a, uh, a script written by a doctor or you had to get in through through a different method um but now it's it's open to everybody we've got there's 17 locations in florida now um so there's there's a lot of them two in hillsborough and, county yep, two in hillsborough, the, yeah. the state's running it uh you basically either get an injection or you get like an iv treatment and, uh, and then you're in and out and then you go back home and and reports are that people feel better within 48 hours. Mm -hmm. um, hospitalizations are down 70% for those that are receiving that treatment. And before it gets all political, I mean, this is a political show. Sure. Okay, but before it gets all political, which we hate about COVID, um, this also has uh, an authorization from the FDA. It's part of their emergency authorizations, just like they gave to the COVID vaccines. 
So um, it has that authorization from the FDA. So this isn't some you know political thing or something. It's legit treatment that people are getting, and it's helping. Right. Yeah. And it's actually what they gave Trump. People didn't know about it back then because it was it was pretty new. Yeah. But that's what they gave Trump. Okay. When he yeah. got sick, it and was they part of the protocol. When yeah. they, when he got sick and they took him to the hospital, they gave him the antibody. The yeah, because one of the it things was new, it was new then. Well, and going back to that though, one of the things that I remember is people were very skeptical about the whole situation, of course, because it was Trump. Yeah. But he actually rebounded very quickly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And well, that was the one reason why people were and very maybe, skeptical. And, and maybe that's why. And maybe that's why because yeah. maybe the, the treatment really worked. And you know, we don't know if it saved his life, but it could have been like. Yeah. I mean, it could have been a big difference because he did really rebound, right? I mean, didn't very quickly. He literally went to the in a week. I remember they took him to the hospital. He never had very severe symptoms. He sent out a bunch of pictures making yeah. it look yeah. like I'm fine, I'm still working. But literally he came back home, I think, yeah. two days later, right? Right. Yeah, it was it was less than a week. Yeah. Less than less than a working week. It was less than a working week, yeah. Yeah, yeah he yeah. came back home. So anyway, yeah. So apparently it's working really good and and um yeah, so no, we're hearing posi- we're well, hearing positive it. things. If you need it, get it. We're hearing positive things from the news networks in Hillsborough County. No one is being very critical about it. All those that have taken the 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 additional shot in the arm, I'm assuming, um, are saying that they are feeling better within 24 hours, 48 hours of taking the shot, and that it's a, a great relief from what they were dealing with ahead of time when it comes to what the treatments were. So, again, if it's something that can help the community, I'm all for it. I really do agree with everyone on the panel. Since I don't want, I don't want it to get well, no. political. Yeah, but, but since this is a political show, I think that there is some people out there that are not really wanting to um, promote it. Yeah. Because they feel like people are going to view it as a reason. As an oh, alternate. Oh, I as an alternate get, to, yeah, the, like, to oh, the vaccine. Yeah, like, oh, there's no point in getting vaccinated because I get right. treatment. Yeah, and so, which it's not an alternate because, yeah, it's not. So anyway. Okay, oh, well, that was one of the things I wasn't sure about. I mean, I just I just haven't had the chance to well, look into this. Well, you so. It's a therapeutic. It's not, a, so where the vaccine is supposed to be, again, vaccines are... In and so of is themselves, this a, is this a form of be, treatment? Well, well, it's a yes. form of treatment. It's you're Got supposed it. to get okay. it as a therapeutic within your first day, seven days of showing symptoms. Whereas, so it's not the, a not a preventative measure. It's not a preventative it. measure. Okay. It is something right. where you have t- you only you've get tested it, you only positive. Get it once you've, yeah, you if get you it tested once positive, you go you show your positive yeah. test within right. seven days, and it will help um, mitigate yeah. the symptoms, which is a therapeutic. Whereas the vaccine, and I am going to do this here, the vaccine. Mm-hmm. "Quote unquote," um, is not mit- it's not mitigating symptoms. I mean, they're saying it's mitigating symptoms, but it's not doing what vaccines are pre- are supposed to do, which is sure. eradicate the disease, stop the spread. It's not doing any of those things, unless I have somewhere along the lines I've missed the last yeah. case of mild polio sweeping the country. Um, yeah. Which I don't think I've seen. Did no. I miss that? No. Well, okay. I I, I, appre- I appreciate your your reservations about it, but I think there's clinicians that would disagree with that. Of course there are, but I mean, with this disease, there's clinicians that are going to disagree with any standpoint. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. This. It's a mess. There's so much we're not going to know until we get through it. But to your point, though, the vaccine um, is it's teaching your body how to respond to, to, uh, COVID, uh, to the coronavirus infection. So that way, from the moment that you're infected, right. you're already, your body is responding. If you don't have that, and you go to get the monoclonal antibody treatment, the fact is is that you're missing some time there. Well, the from the time is. from the time of infection until symptom onset and however long it takes you to get the treatment. Right. So you might you might actually miss, you know, a three to seven day period 
Correct. That your body, had you been vaccinated, your body would already have been fighting it. Right. So. And I don't disagree with that at all. I don't disagree with that at all. It's definitely one you do before you get infected, the other you do after you're infected. It's a completely different. Well, uh, you can get the treatment, the the therapeutic treatment, either way if you have or have not gotten the uh, vaccine. That's a good question, but actually I I, I don't think your vaccination yeah. status is they, relevant. They don't ask. They don't reading ask. Through all, they don't ask. Reading through all the commentary article, they didn't see at any point that it said you had to have the no, vaccine no, before. Yeah, yeah. To Joe's point, they don't yeah. ask. No. Yeah. So, I mean, again, if it works if for some people, then that's great. If it reduces ho- hospitalization, <clears throat> it, yeah. it reduces large forms of the uh, after effects of having the, yeah. the form, then by all means, go get it. I mean, right now, again, like we talked about earlier, a few shows ago, you see the numbers rising. People start getting tested more and start being more conscious about it. The numbers start to decrease because that's just how human nature works. Yeah. And you're going to feel the need to protect yourself. I mean, the wife and I have been tested now twice because we have heard of other people around us getting infected or a scare. So we just want to be um, concerned citizens and make sure that we are not spreading or that we are, ourselves are safe. And that's our own personal decision. Sure. No one needs to make no one needs to make that decision for us that we're doing so, it ourselves. So I want to throw this out there. This is straight from the Florida Health um, government website. Said in clinical trials, um, this treatment, the monoclonal antibody treatment, resulted in a 70% reduction in the risk for hospitalization and death, and it resulted in an 82% reduction in risk for contracting COVID for those people that were exposed to the virus by other members of their household. So, I mean, look. So, maybe it could be preventative once you've been exposed. Well, I think the idea there is that. Um, maybe you're exposed and you contract it, but if you're getting if you're getting um, this if you're getting the treatment so early on, maybe you don't even develop. Then symptoms. you don't even develop. So right. I mean, yeah. it seems to me like if if you get exposed to it, that's just this a no brainer. That's a yeah, no brainer. You go. just do Absolutely. it. But you have to catch it. You have to take the treatment during the window. Of yeah, but it's like seven to ten days. So I mean, okay. basically, right. basically, if we live together and you have symptoms and you test positive, everybody else needs to go get treatment. Period. Right. Plus get the you, infusion. I mean, you plus everybody else goes and gets treatment. Period. Would you yeah. let me live with you? No. Huh? You can crash my place. I mean, if your wife ever kicks you out, I mean, just show up. Whoa, whoa, whoa! If, if you showed up, Lauren, speak life into that. If you showed up at my happen. front door, I'd be never like, "What's up?" I'd be like, "What's up, bro?" I would. I retract I'd every statement I made already. I would just tell my wife, "I'd be like, Anibal's here. Don't ask a lot of questions." We'll Couch is ready. Couch is ready. <laughs> My kids would be like, oh, well, well, let's take it. Let, I would have so much that. fun. Fun, Uncle Anibal. Oh, yeah, my gosh. Exactly. Let's see all about it. Uh-huh. Well, let's, do, uh, let, let's uh, take a look at the political angle on this because there is uh, a, a angle to this story that hasn't gotten a lot of traction, thankfully. But the media, of course, uh, who is vehemently uh, just destined to try to destroy Ron DeSantis, has been trying to push this narrative when it comes to a drug called Regeneron, okay, which is, uh, again, an, a, a drug that's out there that's, again, supposed to treat uh, COVID. Uh, and he has also been making recommendations for people to look into this particular drug um, as a form of treatment. Uh, and, of course, now the media, w- is, which now freely apparently engages in conspiracy theories, is saying, well, that all his cronies have investments yeah, in the right. pharmaceutical companies right. that produce right. Regeneron. And, you know, when, again, all he's trying to do is to find as many ways as possible to, to fight this virus and to, to, and to save tools. lives. I mean, right, to absolutely. provide tools. If you, have, if you have an empty toolbox, you can't do anything. Anything. So we're trying to get as many tools in the toolbox as opposed to what the federal government is doing, which is limiting our tools. Mm-hmm. 
to well, where, by the way, if you want to talk about who's making money, is who has the patents and who has sure. shares in the vaccine. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, in reality, most people that have a 401k or an IRA that's, that's, man, that has funds in it or um, any other types of mutual funds that they own, most likely you are an owner. You own Pfizer, Moderna. I mean, sure. You know, all the media that's sitting there asking those yeah. questions as if Ron DeSantis somehow like getting money on the back end from you know like getting cash or something right. from Moderna. I mean, all those media that are asking that probably have a four hundred one k that owns Moderna stock. and yeah. Pfizer. Oh yeah. Right. <laughs> and the beauty of all of that is that today there was a two hundred point rally in the market. And so I don't believe, I think the parent, one of the parent companies of Pfizer was up nine points, uh, 9% yeah. in yeah. day-to-day trading. Well, so the FDA, FDA approval. That's what happens <laughs> right. when the capitalist market allows yeah. itself yeah. to be manipulated in the way it is. Am I going to say that I bought Pfizer a few weeks ago when I realized that they were getting fast-tracked for FDA approval? Maybe, but I digress. <laughs> Don't yeah. get me you wrong. Don't, don't digress. You digress. <laughs> don't get me wrong. You gotta, yes, you gotta, I, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna take the profits and then gonna go somewhere else. You gotta watch politicians Funny and everything, way. but at the same time, I mean, the way they act like if a politician makes any money at all, somehow they're just completely corrupted. It's like, yeah, it's like you know, making you know, money. before they got elected, they were like a regular person with a job in a right. 401k. Well, we hope like, they were. Or they well, still have a 401k. We hope they were anyway. I mean, well, I mean, the worst part about this, though, is that it's not even directly tied to him. I mean, they're trying to, it's like six degrees of Kevin Bacon here. Oh, this, I mean, yeah, right. They're trying to say, well, oh, right. this guy who just happens to live in Tallahassee is making money from Regeneron, no. so he must be somehow tied to the governor. This yeah. is trickle-down you know, politics. Yeah. I mean, yes. You want to talk about trickle-down economics from how long ago, but this is trickle-down politics. They're starting from what's going on in the federal government is trickling down and trying to take, advantage, uh, take, take over from the trickle down, it's going into our governorships, it's going into our local government and state government, but it's hitting our local school boards, it's right. hitting our, our, it's hitting the PTAs. We had our PTSA president from my child's high school testify today against Ron DeSantis. Ooh. On record. Shots fired. I mean, that's, but, but that's an issue to me. That's a problem. I mean, that's a problem when we have politics entering into the PTSA, who that board is supposed to be nonpartisan and nonpolitics, and supposed to represent all of the students and the families within um, within my school district, not only my school district, but my school. Mm-hmm. I well, mean, they, we're, what, then we have some questions that we need to and it's ask. And it's going to get worse in the, over the next um, couple of years, because what they don't want to talk about, what Democrats don't want to talk about, is the fact that Nikki Freed is pushing for oh, yes. legalization of marijuana, and she literally owns a marijuana company. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like it might okay, be it might okay, be her if boyfriend, fiance about, that he, owns he it. Does, I don't okay, think he does, but I, I think she, she has she a, a pers- boyfriend. I think, yeah, she, I think she is a part <laughs> owner in that. But the point is, it's like that's a one to one, like that's a direct connection yeah. that's that a she has to the marijuana interest. That's a conflict of that interest. Everybody gets that. You know? Blatant. I, also, I, to answer your question, I can't in good faith and that's actually say what I want to say. And that's actually that's why, they, why a lot of people voted, voted for her. Oh, yeah, the, right. yeah, they yeah. voted for her because they knew she was connected to that. Right. I think a lot of people were, were perfectly fine with that. But if, we're gonna, if, if you're going to throw, you know, throw stones in glass well, houses... I, yeah, here, and I, I have mean, no problem with legalization. I mean, this is totally off topic. I have I don't no care problem with the legalization owns. on that as long as we can tax it like we do everything else. I, I don't care what, what company she owns, but yeah. I'm not the one criticizing her for owning a... For, for being involved in I just want Nikki to be in a safe place 
Oh and I want to make sure she's <laughs> yeah. in a safe yeah. and yeah. good and secure. Yeah. Nikki, make sure that we that you're safe. That's all yeah. we want that from you, Nikki. Imploding, Just so. be safe. Wink and give us a sign. <laughs> yeah, do we have to put them a hotline? Oh, <laughs> pop up the hotline. She, she, she wears pigtails. She can get shift the ponytail to the other side. Right, right. Girl, if I see too much eyeliner and too much too much blush, shift the ponytail to the other side. I'm going to call someone. I'm going to call. We need to do a call to action. I don't even want to use the word. Well, she has had multiple staff quit over the boyfriend. I thought you were going to say staff. I honestly thought you were going to say staff. I was like, where? Nobody's gotten stabbed, but apparently she's turned over staff. Apparently she's turned over staff because they're like, I'm out of here. They might get stabbed. Well, there's all kinds of well because of all the personal because the drama. boyfriend's all the like running drama. the kid or isn't like the boyfriend like kind is of he running. Fiance? Yeah, I, I mean not he's the remember. fiance and he's like running the show kind of thing. I don't know. Well, he apparently has a lot of he has say. Too much influence yeah. in the and yeah. All I'm gonna so, say right, is if you whatever. if you're not we just want you to be safe, Nikki. Politics <laughs> aside, we want you to be safe. All right, thank you everybody for watching the Yard Sign, the most important irrelevant podcast in politics. Your host is always Johnny Torres. We were just talking about not the Florida today. fight. Against COVID, uh, you know, especially as even as uh, cases spike in uh, other states like New York and California, as they do, um, you know, Florida continues to get the flag from the media. In fact, uh, there's a juicy fight happening right now between the governor and the Associated Press. Uh, you want to look at that. Uh, he wrote an amazing letter basically calling out the AP for a lot of their uh, lazy reporting. Oh, yeah. And uh, and uh, and then the AP is uh, whining. Back, yeah. Well, they shot back, but they were they're whining, saying, claiming that the that the uh, governor's communications team is harassing them when they're just trying to get the record corrected and getting them to report accurately. The and so media, now they're trying the to. The media is claiming. Oh, they're crying wolf. Oh, oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. No, so sad. Stop so, telling us the truth. So yeah. Sad. You uh, are tired of hearing your facts. <laughs> yes. So sad. Quit All right. The facts. Yeah, we can only fight back in one direction. Apparently. Exactly. So, of course, uh, as expected, as uh, we've seen a surge of cases happening uh, right here as we start the school year, not only in Tampa Bay but throughout the state of Florida. I think Miami-Dade County had their first uh, day of school this week. Um, you know, so major county there. Um, also, a, a hotbed of COVID cases. Um, the school districts have, of course, been uh, going back and forth now for weeks, if not months, on how to address. Uh, the mask mandates. Uh, now, because of the, the surge in cases, although the numbers are starting to decline, uh, now the county governments are once again looking at mask mandates uh, to, uh, to be implemented. Um, and I, I just don't see there being an appetite or patience for mandates anymore. I think, I think you will have an all-out, full-blown protest at the county commission or, you know, in Tallahassee or wherever it needs to happen if, if you start forcing businesses to enact these mandates again. Well, are you talking about and businesses or... Well, or the, the mass the mandates, well, both. I mean, because it's it started with you the schools, right? You want to go businesses, right? I'll go schools. So, well. so the, the businesses... <laughs> Well, the, the schools have been debating this issue leading up to the schools opening, and still they're trying to figure out to what extent can they mandate that the kids yeah. are wearing masks. And, you know, we're, we're now seeing that, you know, Mississippi, for instance, is now saying that if you don't isolate and, you don't, and you're not masked up, you can be thrown in jail. 
Um, you well, know, so they're going, I mean, full-blown, like, me, socialist, France, Canada, Canada, you know. I know they got hit pretty hard, too, Mississippi. I'm going to touch on the Louisiana. business thing for a second. So, and really talk about so the yeah, food, so the but. question is, is that do you, first of all, on the business side, do you see there being a, a tolerance uh, by business owners, by the business community to enact mass mandates Here, again? Uh, no. Here's where I think businesses are. Now, first of all, my business is different because it's healthcare related. Okay, so we're, we're going yeah, to issues you have to yeah. follow. That's my, different. My, yeah, my people are going to wear masks because they're touching other people. Right. Um, no, I, I think what I'm seeing from all of the businesses that are out there is in the beginning, it was like, okay, this is some bad stuff going on. Like, what are we doing? Are we shutting down? Are we open? Okay, we're open, so what are we doing? Okay, let's let's start taking all the protective measures. That's when you saw them buying all the plexiglass and, and, and doing masks and, right. and enforcing the masks, right? Yeah. They were enforcing it in stores. And then I think you saw a shift to where businesses were like, okay, uh, this has gone on for a while now. We want to be safe, but we've got the county commission. We've got the government. So businesses were trying to figure out how do we be open because we, we're in Florida. So we're thankfully we're going to be allowed to operate. So how are we going to operate and at the same time not have the government breathing down our, our necks, right? Right. The government has taxing authority. Some industries are licensed by the government. The government can pull your license like a restaurant or a bar. So then you saw people balancing that. What I see now is no one's, I don't see anyone in businesses asking about masks or enforcing anything. They've got signage up. They've done their protective measures for themselves in the business, trying to be the you know, good stewards they can be for their customers or whatever. And in general, they've met the demands of the government and they're letting people do what they're going to do. And once the governor kind of gave, gave the protection to businesses saying, hey, you know, no one's going to, you can't be fined, you, you, know, you know, you can't be shut down. I think at that point, businesses are like, all right, everybody's got to, you know, got to take care of themselves, do their own. And so the businesses are doing their thing, doing the best they can, but they're, they're letting the, their customers, you know, kind of make their own decisions. Dictate, and, yeah. And, and when you go out, you see, I, I think there's a lot of people that wear masks. They Every, are. The, the Democrats have, in the media a, act yeah. like no one wants to wear a mask. I, I see people wear masks all the sure. time. In yeah. their car, while they're working out, so people are I, doing I, it. I think you've and got And more people, power to them. Yeah. If they so want to wear a double mask, let them do it. So I think you've got people engaging in business. Business owners are letting people make decisions for themselves. People are making decisions for themselves. Right. And we're living our lives and we're, as, yeah. and we're balancing the risk the best we can. Correct. Well, as a business owner, again, like you, um, but we're actually service, we're, you know, um, well, you're, retail. You're, you're we're retail. Yeah, we're yeah, retail, you're, you're so we see people, people come in. Yeah. And to your point, though, we do the, we're not mandated by what you are with healthcare, but we have to follow what the county does, what the city does, what, what all of that is. And yeah. what we do is, is open to, like, anybody walks in, we say whatever is what you're, you're comfortable with. Um, and that's, I, we see a lot of our customers. How are you handling your employees? Because The employees are, they all have the mask on their ear, around their, their chin, they have it on, but it is whatever you're comfortable with. So Even whatever the employees? customer, Even with our employees. employees, yeah. yeah. With our employees, we say we encourage you to do what you're comfortable with, but it's more about what do the customer feel, is comfortable you, with. A year into this now, did yeah. you ever shut down? No, we, okay. were, we were deemed essential. Okay, so do you feel like you ever, and this isn't a criticism, I'm saying look back, do you feel like you engaged in any safety theater that now you look back and say, yeah, that didn't even matter? Um, honestly, like, we, we engaged in safety theater because we were 
um, not required to, but kind of required to. Yeah, you felt like you so, had to do yeah, something. So, yeah, so, like, when we were, because we were at the time, we were building out a portion, um, and I'm not going to say what our business is because I don't want to yeah. um, right now, but we were engaged in building out a portion of what we do, and because we were in that mode of, what's safe like we didn't know what we didn't know yeah you didn't really know we didn't right. know what we didn't yeah. know yeah. Right? right so we were following all of that so we actually did build plexiglass where we didn't have to yeah. it wasn't mandated but it was well we should to give the appearance when our customers walk in that they feel safe so we have that right barrier of plexiglass in addition to the masks in addition to all that whatever right. Right. we put in the hvac the extra filters oh, and, yeah absolutely oh, oh, okay. um and and did all of those things because that was that's what people were doing again we didn't know what we didn't know yeah but now we do know a lot more information so for like the tax office that that we run we were having we 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 did the six foot uh, separation we did plexiglass but are we going to do that this time around no we did a lot more right. online consultations but we're probably not going to have as many restrictions as we're going to have that we had in the beginning because we, we got into full lockdown in what february march, march. tax season it was, it, march. Yeah, it it was, was march. literally it was march 11th because my daughter came home before spring break and, and so never went back and so now we're going to judge where we're going to be at this coming cycle because Really, it's not the same world. Now we have a lot more information. Now right. we know a lot more. Now we know. And so, again, if you, if, if the government's going to allow you to be sitting at someone's at a restaurant in front of someone talking without a plexiglass, then you should be perfectly fine doing that as well. So I have bad news. It's not going away. No. Oh, it's not. COVID is not going away. It's I think. Bad news for and I, um, Joe Rogan had a we conversation about this. All. That's if, the thing. Everybody keeps saying, "Do all the things the government no, says so we can end no. this." It's, it's like, guys, I hate to tell you, it's you're a not, super flu. You're it's not, not going away. are not away. going to end it. Like yeah. we're going to be dealing with some form of this. So, so on the Joe, if your if your thought is that by locking people up, you're going to end this, it's just not going to happen. Well, Japan's already seeing another variant. You know that, that there's a schedule not, of variants coming out, you know, and there are variants. There's a schedule of variants. We can <laughs> and, tell you what Lambda's gonna have. Are we going right? through the and, alphabet? Yeah, with the well, Lambda. They already oh have and, and, <laughs> but, but the reason why I think it's important that Johnny mentions like Japan or or if if we get into South Korea too is that yeah. because those societies are already they're they're already wearing masks like yeah. that's they were all, doing it for years that's like and years a cultural and years. thing but no no that's because they but, were dealing with pandemics before okay. the united states was that's not only pandemics but they were also pollution yeah. no no you're right asia has issues with pandemics and they're small and isolated but but they're they're but the point is they're no you can't say it's because of china <laughs> and they're already <laughs> oh. trying to get us banned you've already got compliance you've already got compliance Racist. kind of built in there right You've already got compliance. They're ready built to wear a mask. Population. Yeah, they're yes. ready to wear so, a mask. So they're those, much more those, obedient populations. The, the, you already have that type of compliance built into those populations. If they can't stop it, I mean, I, honestly, I feel like if Japan can't stop it, nobody yeah. can. You're an island. Right. And South Korea is. <laughs> I feel like that. Was and a South Korea. I know. I'm, I'm a little offended. Did you hear well, it in your and head? South if Korea Japan is kind can't of that stop way. it, nobody can. No, look. Like, and South Korea is the same way because essentially they're an island. The only fact, the only reason why they're not is because they have a border with North Korea, but that's a border that no one passes through. Right. right. So I mean, yeah. literally, Allegedly. South Korea is the same thing. But you talk about. But no, no. Hold on. Push back on that position. England is an island. No, no, no. But to push back on that position, you have a much stronger 
a very limited amount of breakthrough cases when it comes to New Zealand and when it comes to Australia. So there are island countries that are doing very, very well yeah. with it. But again, they, but the number are, of... The yeah, but, the, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah, but have people you seen use, what they're doing yeah, in but Australia? People are using yeah, but these that's crazy. But people are using these stupid examples to say, well, look at New Zealand, how they haven't had a case in five months sure. because the country has locked itself down. Yes, New Zealand has literally locked itself down. So now the economic ramification of that is starting to really hit yeah. that country yeah. where they're hurting more or less. But that's they're right, And they're hurting people up in Australia? Well, hurting oh. is an understatement. Oh, yeah. I mean, Very they're taking people's pedals, kids. Literally, yeah. they're oh. taking people. They they they're literally they taking put children. In jail. They put um, in they're jail. taking the children from the parents. You yeah. know, yeah. vaccinating. Like they're basically taking them like cattle. You know, bringing them to a central location, separating I, I, them I, from I, the parents. I, I would like to simply say. I dare you. No, and, there was a horrific. Let this happen in America. And, and, there is and, a. All I'm gonna point out is that it wasn't that long ago that Australia took away all the guns. I'm just saying. Well, exactly. And then, step and then, one. They did. They yep. took away all. So the well, step there's one. A, check. Well, there's a horrific step video. Two. There's a horrific video where the dad is bringing his daughter, you know, to I guess get vaccinated, and the daughter sobbing. The daughter sobbing, not having any of it. She's clinging on to him basically yeah. for dear life. Yeah. All of a sudden, when he kind of slowly kind of gets her to let let go a little bit. Like the clinicians tear her away yeah. from him, and then the and then he all of a sudden realizes that he's made a horrible mistake. So he goes back to grab his daughter. The Too police late. crowd around him and grab him, and they basically have to tackle him while the daughter is. I mean, she's having a yeah. full blown yeah. meltdown watching this. Yeah. So she's being torn from it's her traumatic. dad. Yeah. Oh, it's in, yeah. it's unbelievably traumatic. And that's a Western country. Yeah. yeah. Happening to. Yeah. And that's the thing. That's I truly believe that if that if the that if the left, if the liberals, if the people who are obsessed over this vaccine truly got their way, they would do exactly the same. Step Absolutely. one, yeah, step two. Yeah, but yeah. we're already seeing the limited amount of restrictions that they're trying to put on us. You're seeing the ridiculous amount of pushback that the right and and the middle is doing Where now. Where are we? Well, I mean, yeah. going back to the going back to the mask mandates. Well, I mean, look at what they're look at what they're trying to do, and now this they're they're sending kids home. They're suspending children, oh my you know, gosh, for not yes. wearing their masks. There's some um, there's some counties in Florida that are suspending students for not wearing a mask, yeah. which is causing a huge lawsuit because now right. you're not fulfilling your constitutional obligation to educate children. Well, and it's not even for academic reasons Correct. or behavioral no, it's, reasons. and it's not. And not only that, but the problem is, is that, um, and this might be the good intro into the school boards here, but where they, um, here's where the, the school boards are literally defying yes. DeSantis's uh, emergency order of what the parental rights law states is that we as parents have the right to opt out of this and what these school boards have done is said well fine we'll be compliant in all of this in that we allow the opt-out to be medical right well so who can get a medical opt-out right if we so my daughter literally for had masks to or vaccines for masks we're not on ma ma vaccines just yet. We're talking about, I mean, we will get to vaccines, but right now. No, we now, already talked about the vaccines. Yeah, we're talking about vaccines, probably. but right yeah. now it's masks because this is what I'm dealing with daily. I had to pick my 14-year-old up from school today because she called and said, Mom, I already threw up once and I have a headache. Mm. She made it through third period. Right. Um, she homeschooled all last semester of her eighth grade and we barely passed. And I say we because I was doing that kid's homework. Well, was she sick or, I mean, so she got she, sick? She school. literally gets sick. She's got to wear that mask and she's at plant and they're saying 
They're not enforcing it, but they are. Yeah, the ACA. But don't they have the opt out form? They have the opt out form, medical only, and you have to provide a medical note. The the problem is, is trying to get in and see a medical provider who will provide that note. They're probably not. So let's, but let's talk about our. I mean, so this is my daughter. I can call my. I can get a doctor. I know enough doctors. I can get in. I'm very, very um, blessed to have the ability to get my doctor, my daughter, a note if I need to. Let's talk about the least of our society right now. Yeah. Let's talk about the kids who only get one visit to a doctor paid for through their state No, look, I, I remember towards the end of the school year, my daughter was starting to have respiratory issues. Where my she, daughter does. Where she was coughing a lot, you know, yeah. like, I, I, you know, she seemed to have this cough that just wouldn't go away, you know, she... But she was, here's, so here's what the school board did. The school board literally said, by, we're saving all these children, right? We're saving all these children. They're not saving any children. Let's look at the, again, these children who get one medical visit a year that's paid for by their parents or the state man, the state provided health care. Now these parents have to find the means to get another appointment with a doctor. Right. Who's going to pay for that? Who's going to pay the copay for that? Yeah, right, Who's right. going to pay the transportation for that? Who's going to pay the day off that that parent needs to get that child there? When truly, so now we're taking these children who are at the, the, the most disadvantaged and we're putting them at another disadvantage that now they can't get their education because they may have a very serious and legitimate issue with getting to school, with wearing a mask in school all day. Yep. And they can't get that exemption. Yeah. So the school board basically said the 0.001% of the children who are truly at risk for COVID are more important than these children who well, have lost the Well, because it's not about education. the children. It's not about the it's children. It's not about the children. It's, it's about, about the, the optics teachers. and the politics. And the union. It's about the teachers. The union the has already union. said they will not require and, the teachers and, and to get the vaccination. Politicians, they have a problem. Well, politicians and government bureaucrats. No, but they want they want to mandate they, the, the union. Sorry, really quick. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the teachers union aren't mandating the vaccine. No, but they already man- said. But they are in favor of mandating the masks. No, not even for teachers. Or for students. Teachers. They want they it for will students. Not, the, the, they will mandate it for students. The unions don't want any mandates for the teachers because... Well, that's what if, I'm saying. Not for the teachers, but they, they're okay with the students oh, having sure. the... Yeah. That's what I'm yeah. talking about. Yeah, yeah. Right, but right. why is the teachers' the, union... Because the unions aren't for students. Why is the teachers' union mandating things for students? Right. Because they don't represent... Because no. they, they don't stay in their lane. They don't stay in their lane. Because the teachers' union does not collect dues from students. Correct. They Much collect dues better from question Correct. at the end of the day is this. Why is a lobbying firm allowed to influence so much of pub, of children policies when they can have again it's disgusting that a, a lobbying firm has that kind of power yeah. even if it is a, a lobbying firm for the teachers well, union is, it shouldn't have that much kind of power a, this is also so an in, argument in a, in a matter of what 7 days they flip the Hillsborough County school board right, right. to but push for from allowing parents to make the educated decision listen, for their you, kids to now have to have a medical reason to have it no yeah. i'll tell but you like, this right now the, the the this whole movement is being Funded by the local Democratic parties by Betty Castor. We have a letter now following Betty Castor reaching out to one of our school board members that came from Kathy Castor saying that she will personally, through her congressional role, guarantee any funds that Ron DeSantis would take away. Okay, that right there 
is it has to be a violation, which it, she can't totally do. It has to be a violation, which she which yeah, she can't she do. She can't do. promise. She nowhere, can't do that. She can't do that. Near the well, amount of power she, to well, do that. but okay. But the reason why she can say that is because she knows that Pelosi will get it from Biden. Yeah, but here's the thing. It's right. one thing, but That's Biden. Right. She can't so, guarantee it. No, she can't she, guarantee she it. She believes that she's got the clout. Well, she does. But here's the thing. It started with Broward, right? So Broward comes out, and they're the. All right, I'm going to do this as best as I can because numbers tend to. So now Run you have the federal government subverting. Me, but so now you have the federal government subverting the state government. Yes. So the, right. the federal government. So again, trickle down politics, right? Yeah. So it starts up there. It comes down. So we have Broward County is the number three largest uh, school board uh, or school district in the, the country. country. Uh, Hillsboro's number seven, right? So this starts in Broward. So Broward says we're going to fight it. We don't care. We're not going to back down. And Biden comes down calls the um, the pro tem or the, the whatever, temporary superintendent for Broward County and says, whatever DeSantis says, Biden literally called this woman and said, whatever DeSantis says, I'll give you the money. So you go ahead and stand up to him. I'll, I'll give you the money, whatever he tries that's to take away. Government, that's not, that's how, not how, how That's not how this should work. And by the way, this was in the middle of Afghanistan mm -hmm. falling. So what is Biden doing calling Broward right. County? Yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> right? Well, so, even today in the press conference he had today, zero questions on Afghanistan. Zero questions. No. But so he calls Broward and says, I promise to supply you federal funds. And they answer that by saying, okay, we're gonna, what they're going to do is a slush funny kind of thing through the ESSER funds and the CARES Act that's already been promised to the state. Yeah. And that's fine if all you're going to do is cover Broward. But now Hillsborough follows suit. So now we got Hillsborough. So now it's Broward, Hillsborough, Hillsborough being the seventh largest. Now you got Sarasota coming on. Now you got Alachua. Leon. That's another one. Now you got Leon, right? Now you got all these counties. Now you've got, is Biden going to cover all of these counties? Because now we're not talking about slush fund money. Yeah. We're talking about congressional approval money. We're talking about having to actually put together a big bill. Because we're talking about a big amount of money. Because this, so, this Florida is not the only state that's having this no, fight. It's happening this all around trickle, the country. And this, right. is a, this is, again, I mean, the trickle-down hey, politics. I mean, you see one county go and all these other counties. Fund, if the feds want to fund. But it, well, yeah, we don't want the feds. They don't have the funds. We don't, we don't, we don't, we don't want the feds They don't have the funds. No, you don't. No, They don't have the funds. And this is Biden. be involved in This is Biden writing checks that his ass and his Congress cannot cash. Well, again, it's one of the it's one of the agencies that we know is expendable, the Department of Education, at the federal level. We know that one already. Because the politics behind it is they want they want Biden administration wants and needs counties to be standing up to DeSantis. Anything that they can do this is all a hit to, job create, on to create conflict and it's make DeSantis seem controversial yep. or... They're trying or, to get him to, or, to, or to mess up. To yeah. make him yeah. actually mess up or make him actually yeah. appear Which weak is or, why or like he's Which is why lost. he hasn't a made a move Because it's about, the, it's about the governor's race and it's about delivering Florida, trying to flip but Florida for what's, the presidency. What's gonna, what this is going to happen, I will call this now, is that it's going to cause all of these school boards to flip to conservative hands because the know, amount man. of pressure I thought that, that was going to happen last time it and, did and, and it happened no. in Hillsborough County no no, no it we, did lost, not. we lost we lost all our we lost all our because they everyone no no everyone that voted again for the mask and for the closure expansion no, lost their seats it got people fired you know the the lockdown stuff and the back and we forth had conservatives voting for that that, that, that lost that, their seats that got people fired but it didn't benefit you know 
parents. We changed the. We didn't have candidate. We didn't have proper right. candidates to be able to run in that. Well, it didn't properly. It didn't really send the message that it should have. And no, and there was no message. Par then. Parents and the were reason. Right. Well, parents were just angry that they kept getting jerked around on the start of school and this, that, and the other. So they. The Republicans right. that they voted for it of, lost their seats. Right. They got rid of any incumbents. Yeah. Right. They, yes. they just voted so that's what well, and but here's so I'm going to give you two important facts about the school board right now. Is the one that to your point about um, the election last time is because the Democratic National Party, state mm -hmm. and national, put over a, close to a half a million, a half a billion dollars. They put about two hundred fifty to five hundred thousand um, dollars into our local into Hillsborough County. Hillsborough County, just Hillsborough County, behind those races. And what did they do? They won all of them. Right, we made a plea. Well, because they know the county's weak. Sure. Too. Well, and we mean they know that the Republican Party is weak in this county. Right. Yeah. And we made a plea personally. I made a plea to local, state, and national Republican leadership to say we need your help, and we got crickets. So that's something we need to work on in terms of getting our leadership participatory here in Hillsborough County from that level. The other thing is, is that um, everything is really gray in Hillsborough County. Mm -hmm. We've we've started looking very at, purple. huh? Yeah, very purple. Is, yeah, well, well, not even purple, but gray. We started looking at doing a recall on some of our school board members, and no one can tell me. Someone told me that we can't because it goes against our county charter. Um, I spent literally, <laughs> and I've known Enable for a long time, and I spent literally all day yeah. yesterday. I read the entire. Hillsborough County Charter from 1983. There's not one provision in there that says we can't. And yet I'm being told by the supervisor of election that we can't. So th this but whole But isn't that thing, changed every yeah. number of years? Huh? Well, the, no. Isn't it updated? The, the isn't Charter it? Review Board meets every... Uh, uh, it's every end? five years. It's every correct. five uh, years. Yeah. I read it yesterday. Yeah. It's every five years unless you request a special, which needs like a couple, like six months notice. And those are all appointed by the county commissioners, so... Yeah. And so, but no I, one can tell me why. And I called and the I, state. I remember the charter review board meetings um, years ago when we had uh, when Republicans controlled the county commission, and you couldn't really get anything significant past then. Mm -hmm. Right. So you're not getting anything past now. Right. Of right. any and the, well, the county commission is. If telling anything, me they're going to change it in a way that's not going to be good. It makes it even more difficult to get yeah. them out. Well, the county commission is telling me that it has nothing to do with them. It was the supervisor of election that says the the charter for Hillsborough County is the be all end all. Um, well, that's true. On this kind of stuff. Well, that's that's true. Yeah. All right. Sorry. Well, we'll keep looking into that. I'm a little and we'll fired up about you, the so. whole thing. And by the way, just on the last time, I'm sorry, but I just do want to say, because this is going to be a thing, and I want everybody to be out there saying this, we've been exactly four days, Thursday, Friday, Monday, what's today, Monday. So we've been exactly three days in masks, okay? And already the um, anti-choice, because I'm not anti-mask. You want to wear a mask, wear a mask. Go for it. The anti-choice people have already said that the numbers are dropping because of masks. That is statistically oh, right. of course, yeah. impossible, of course, yeah. Yeah. Right. especially with Saturday and Sunday being out of school. So it's statistically impossible. If you go back and look at the Well, numbers, most of the infections that are happening are happening at home. Yeah, and They're in not the happening at the school. Correct. Oh, my gosh. And we're not super spreaders. And so, but not, if you go back to the numbers started dropping in terms of hospitalizations and deaths, According to the CDC in Hillsborough County and in Florida State, the numbers started dropping two days before school started at all. Yeah. So anybody who makes a claim that this is happening because of masks, please 
give me your education card and because <laughs> I would like to see how far you went past sixth grade. Well, this is ridiculous. Well, and, and, and Joe, you know, was saying that based on, you know, I, I guess some of the information you'd looked at, that in regards to the Delta variant, we were seeing the numbers drop well, off England, pretty quickly. England, England went through this before we did. Right. Right. And what happened in England was the variant took off like wildfire, highly infectious, but lower in its severity. Um, and fatalities. And, and fatality. And, yeah. and, uh, and it, it flamed out. It flamed out. You know, quickly. I mean, yeah. it, it ran. It ran like wildfire through the population, and then it flamed out. Which we knew and, was going to happen. And, and and so here's here's. I know we need to move on to the next topic here. Yep. Here's the thing: is that the government is always slower to to move than than the free market, right? And by the time science and you know figures out what's going on and government can catch on, we've already moved beyond. You know, right. the, the, so whatever they're trying to implement today becomes old within days. It's like yeah. old news. Well, because they're still learning about this. Because they're still learning. We don't know what we don't know. You right. Can always, you can always count on a government bureaucrat, especially, because they're not even elected. But but also the elected officials, they just want to have a role. They want to do something. They want to sound like they they're wanna, the smartest they person They want to be in, the in charge. We should invite them to come yeah. here on the podcast. Yeah, they, they, they always want to be in charge. And I, I, I swear it's like I swear it's like people who were bullied in school or something love to go yeah. be bureaucrats or something. So honestly, they can, so they can use the weight of government to to bully. So that's bully honestly people. that is the exact analogy I used with um, the school board members who were doing all of this stuff. Is they were the girls who were bullied by the mean girls in high school yeah. and now they're taking it out on the rest of us sure. and, and so and so y'all y'all may you know not everybody will agree with me on this but i'm just gonna use this opportunity to say get your kids out of government school <laughs> there you go get your kids out of government yeah. school. no okay. i want quick, the government quick, out of my school i don't want to get my kids out of government school i want the government out of my school well, uh, sure. well i mean and here's the thing we're not anti-mask we're anti-mandate i want the government to be so small you got to google it to find it like where's the government you got to like google and figure like out that. where they are yeah i would like i want that. them to be that small having a strong government is also very beneficial if we had a weak governor if we had a weak state i don't think we would be able to withstand what's happening in the federal level yeah no. the things that are happening around the country that you're hearing about kids getting sent home yeah uh things that are occurring in other Not parts okay. of the country where they're shutting shutting parts of it down because of the delta virus yeah delta imagine variant. if we had a crackhead for governor oh my right. god oh imagine uh <laughs> imagine we almost yeah. we have That's the pictures okay. Who was, his, who was his lieutenant governor supposed to be? Because he'd be dead already. So we had <laughs> yeah, to no, our I don't even remember. That's oh, great. my gosh. Yeah. All right. No comments. <laughs> so far on track. Thank you, everybody, for watching The Yard Sign, the most important and relevant podcast in politics. Uh, your host, is always, Johnny Torres. Joining me tonight, Joe Wicker, Kim Davis, and Anibal David Cabrera. Don't forget, you can subscribe to us on all of our social media platforms. You can also... Find the show on all of the audio platforms out there as well. We have an audio version of the podcast that you can pick up on Google, Apple, Spotify, Audible, Amazon, and iHeartRadio. Uh, so, yes, all the tech overlords. I hear glasses yard playing sign. over here. Well, I, <laughs> well, well, I, I wait, wait, keep it on the first shot. Keep it on the first shot. It's just ice. Put it back to Johnny. <laughs> Uh -huh. um, uh, we've uh, talked about uh, basically two topics surrounding the issue of COVID, and uh, it's going to continue to be an issue. But stay alert because, again, folks, uh, it is really sad uh, 
frightening um, and frustrating in regards to what is happening around the world and how different countries that we thought were democratic, that we thought had freedom, are treating this. I mean, look at what's happening in France, Italy, Australia, Canada. Um, you know, totalitarianism. But look at the riot. Back real but look quick. at the riots. I oh, am sure. Those in yeah, France, yeah. they are yeah. burning half of Paris down Paris because. Guys, the, what yeah, are they writing about? They're writing them because of the mass mandates. The vaccine passport. Yeah. The vaccine, the vaccine passport. passport. Oh, are they? Yeah. Yeah. Italy's writing, Australia's writing, and they should because there, there's really no way to have an opposite opinion without breaking the, literally breaking the law and going into a riot situation. And again, Americans, you, la liberta. I know you get to see <laughs> how much freedom we really have in this country where we're allowed to have these conversations out loud right. and not be afraid of someone breaking down the door and arresting us because of having these opinions. And you see it now. Look, it's like, oh, France is free, Europe is free. No, they're not. They don't get the right for freedom of speech. They don't get the right to assemble the way that we do here. Let me tell you, some, you know, it, it's, it's one thing to sit here and we can complain about the vaccine passports and the mask mandates and all that stuff. But going back to it, and I'll say it again, just because it left that, that kind of an impression on me. Nothing has frightened me more in all of this than watching the Australian government say, give Take us your children. kids, yeah. give us children. your children, we are going to vaccinate them, you know, and basically seeing the parents not have a choice and being arrested, being, you know, uh, uh, <laughs> being incarcerated, you know, for refusing uh, to submit their child to, to the Australian government. So, all right, so thanks again. How far, is, how far away do you think we are from that? Uh, I'd say maybe another Biden presidency. Do <gasps> you never, really think he's going to live never, that long? Never I mean, I'm just saying, like, another Democrat presidency. Right. Yeah. Another, you know. Never I think a stronger Europe's ability to go fascist. I think a, a stronger Democrat no, president. Yeah, Europe's, Europe's, they will their borders are close. Their borders are close never, enough that they're Every closer, 50 years. Yeah. They do it every 50 years. No. Never that's underestimate. They, that's because they forget. Never underestimate Europe's ability to go fascist. So we they, should also they, never underestimate their very short-term memory. Well, and look at Canada, too. I mean, Look at you know. Look at the lockdowns. Honestly, I've got a lot of the... friends in Canada that are seriously fed up with this, and they're they're texting back. I mean, here you go. The Canada opens up the border, right? Yeah. The Canadians come into the U.S. and Biden says, "Yeah, we're still not ready to open it up." Or, uh, sorry, vice versa. That the Canadian opens it up, that the the U.S. citizens can go into Canada, but Biden says, y y y "We're not ready for you guys yet." So, yeah. I mean, at some point, Canada's got to go. This is some BS. Like this is how the Canadians will never do that. The Canadians, but the Cana they're but nice. they're, no, they're they're. <laughs> but the they're Canadians more, have been far stricter yeah, and far worse. Much I mean, stricter. They I were know. literally arresting people I on know, the street. I know, but how much of a dichotomy are we having here? That we're like, like they can come here, we can't go there. No. They can come here. Like, I mean, Democrats want us more and more fixated on having to be supported by the government. They want us to I be. Comp they want all the programs. Yeah. They want all the. They want all the aid to, so that people have to. My be, daughter. My be daughter, reliant on the government. My this daughter is, got a check the other day, and we said, "What is this for?" And she went, "I don't know." I had to set up this a meeting what, to the IRS because I'm still waiting for a check. This is. What, I haven't got This is what I don't understand. My daughter got one. People, people, people jump on this bandwagon of. We're tr uh, we need to do all these things for the good of society and da da da. And, it's like, and I'm like, wait a minute. Do you really believe that the government cares about you? No. The, the, the government doesn't care about you. They really don't. So when they're, when they're yanking you out of, out of your home or taking your children or this, that, and the other, under the guise of, of what? Like it's for your own good? Really? The government doesn't care about no. you? The government will take your children for far less. Yeah, oh, yeah. exactly. The government doesn't oh. care about you. So this whole notion of like, like this, 
look, I'm, I'm not anti-vax, okay? And, and you know, get vaccine or, or don't, wear masks or don't, no. whatever. But this idea that somehow the, that, that one group is, is morally superior Correct. than the other because this group is trying to do what's best for everybody. Right. Let's get it clear. Now, you or your neighbor, your family, your friends, y'all might be trying to do what's best for everybody. But the government is not, not interested right. in necessarily no. what's best for you. No, I mean, and look they're at, not interested in what's best for Florida because they don't even understand right. our seasons. Like yeah. They told us that we were killing people because people went to the beach. Yeah. They right. said right. that the kids that went to spring break we're going we're to die. kill their grandmother. Yes. They said you're going to kill your grandmother because yeah. you went to spring break. Sure. And, then, and then months later, by the government's own admission, said they could not track down really any single case right. that, that, that was that attributed was... Right. to outdoor transmission. Right. Like that. Yeah. They couldn't they couldn't find it. And in New York City, they acknowledged that over I think it was 76% plus of all of their hospitalizations were people that had contracted it. From their home, yeah, right. inside, like yeah, they indoors. hadn't gone in anywhere. Their buildings, in yeah. their, they, in their buildings, because the government well, mandated were, them to stay inside. And they were, they were, they were not able to trace a single case to an outdoor event. Correct. And the government's they, not going to apologize of any kind. The and, government and, will never apologize for that kind. Of, That's you remember right. the video of a surfer in California getting, yes, getting pulled off. In he was by himself ocean, in the getting, middle of the Pacific Ocean, getting, like by himself, getting put to prison because of it. <laughs> this is God, phenomenal. Okay. Yeah, it's <laughs> no, no, I, no. I remember oh, that. Oh yeah, no. that's right. You have a head. You have headphones. I, right? I remember, <laughs> no, I remember it because of how absurd it was. Oh, it, it was, was, it it was, it was like the Beach Patrol. It looked like up, a parody, and they were like was, waiting, and they're like, everybody. I kept waiting for someone to say that was made up, or but it could happen because it looks like a joke. Remember, they were like calling him out of the water, and he's like, "I'm good, guys. I'm good." No, like, no, you have to come not, out. Yeah, you're not no. allowed to be outdoors. Is, is, there's not so a shark. A, and he was by himself. He, he was by, by himself. himself. Not again, a shark. Not a riptide. Yeah. But those no, situations are the reason why people are so against government pushing out but, no, because their knee-jerk reaction is everyone has to follow. Here's the worst everyone has to get in line. And America does not mandates. do that ever. That's the problem with mandates. Mandates are inherently partisan. They take one particular one view, view one, one view. view and they enforce it mm -hmm. on everybody upon everybody Nation, else right. regardless mm -hmm. yeah. and here's the thing is that if if that mandate doesn't affect the lane that you're in over here right now you go eh, well that's not my problem right that until that mandate expands into some other lane and then all of a sudden you go oh wait now it's my lane right and, and then all of a sudden, yeah. we're out of lane. And here's here's what oh, yes. and here's what here's what here's the worst part of it all. When it's all said and done, when the government's when the government's taking a position that is sound, they say, "Oh, science is settled. You can't no, disagree with it. They're making it, it can, up. Science is settled. You can't disagree." But let them be wrong, like the yes. outdoor transmissions and telling everybody mm. stay inside, save lives. When in we reality, didn't know, that we killed didn't people. Know. Okay, they, when you when you bring that up and say, "Well, guys, I mean, you were completely wrong about it." Well, you know, that's science. I mean, that's yeah. the that's, process. It's developed. I mean, right. that's, it evolves. Continuously right. changing. Yeah. We don't know. The governor like, of New York is getting kicked out because he touched eleven women, not because he killed four thousand grandparents. Right. That's right. All right, and, whatever. And just so, last thing, and I promise I'll stop. We're going There's, to church over here. On, <laughs> well, <laughs> well, it's, it's on a warm August, On August 18th, according to the CDC, on August 18th, 2021, there are exactly eight deaths due, truly due to COVID in the state of Florida. Yeah. What? Eight. From Delta? What eight. do you mean? Eight. From, from like the just, previous week? Or? No. 
or on that eight. day? On that day. On that day. On All right, we'll have, on August 18th. We'll, we'll have Hector look that one up. Uh, you know. Hector, look that one up. Yeah, look up the death count for. He's not in the drink, Kimberly. He's not, he's, he's not he in the should, He should be somewhere just typing. I think I, and I think I sent that to him. Well, thanks. Well, so, thank, yeah, you <laughs> Thankfully, the death count's been low, but here's what sucks about it. The, the media and, the, and certain politicians won't allow positive news to get out no. there. No. Because they're afraid that if you hear something good... You'll be happy you know, and you'll, you'll go you'll, forward. You'll actually be happy and live your yeah. life and, yeah. and maybe you yeah. won't do well, something. Well, and again, they, they want to tear do. down Ron DeSantis. They know that this he is This is all a hit job to, on Ron know, for 22. Of course it is. And, and you don't see them going after... You don't see them. You don't see them. You don't see them piling on Newsom as no. he's about to get recalled. You don't see them piling on Cuomo as he's on his way out the door. I mean, what does it tell you that the two most prominent governors in all of this that were supposed to be the heroes of COVID. One of them's about to get recalled. The other one's basically got tossed out of office. And that, honestly, that the works, news... It? When it, tell me when that's back on, because I want to come and talk about Caitlyn Jenner and... and... <laughs> all I know is that we were we were all very much homosexuals last year. Oh, And the fact that we were very supportive... You just wanted to throw that in position Really? Again. I'm able to use the right uh, emphasis on the right syllabus. Oh, God. This situation. No. Yeah, let's not use that word. I don't even know what that means, and I'm not going to let wants you to, do it. My yeah. wife has I feel just a little now. dirty just having you sit next <laughs> yeah, to me. Yeah, you should. Watching how we opened because the bottle right? was a little dirty. He was just dirty. looking for an excuse to throw that term in there. Yeah. The and fact no. that I can say it without, like, stepping over myself no. is absolutely uh, wrong. No. The fact and that you no. can say it with, without any shame is really what And without me throw-punching him. Again, if you were a Democratic governor and you killed a bunch of people during the COVID situation, Situation, you're perfectly scot free. You're going to sell a bunch of books or you're going to get paid on these books and you're going to do what you need to get done. But the simple fact is that a, I want there to be, and I don't know if this will happen in blue counties and blue states, but a reckoning needs to happen to show that you can't lie so much. Joe Rogan Why? talked about this a few days ago. The reason why there's such a low uh, accountability and support for the medical industry uh, here in America is because they lied to us in the beginning. They could yeah. have just said, look, we got it wrong. We're we don't sorry. Know. We're not. Sure. We're not sure. But the fact is that they kept on lying to no, us. Fauci they, kept on lying to us about why we should be buying masks. Because they leveraged it. Right. They leveraged yes. it. They saw to get power, what was happening. To gain Absolutely. power and influence. So why would they change that game plan now? It's why never would they change that playbook? It's okay to say you don't know. No, yeah, not yeah, exactly. But that, that is, that's part I of science. I agree with yes. that, but that's, that's what Republicans too, right? do. That's what Republicans sure. do. That's what conservatives do. What Democrats do is go... How can we? Well, and again, I think in, at a time, you know, and and we are going to change the topic, um, <laughs> but while, in a time when everything you say is scrutinized and analyzed and broadcast um, and lives online in perpetuity, I think we're going to see eventually a turning of the tide where people are going to be more careful about what they say yeah. and how they say well, it. Well, and I hope to to Annabelle's point that there is some recognition. I was hoping you were going to say people were going to stop caring. <laughs> I, that's what I thought you were going to say, and that's what I was hoping you were going to say. I thought we were going to just throw oh, caution to the no. wind. no. See, and, and I'm on the other worrying. side. I really hope and people start worrying. caring more. I really start. I really hope people start standing up and saying, you know what, this it's not the job of me putting some typing out there and hoping that someone else will take care of it. I, I mean, we had 30 people show up this morning at a school board protest here in Hillsborough County, and... I hope those 30 invite another per person for next time. I hope that those 30, I, it's like the old, and I'm going to date myself here, it's the old Brett commercial, right? I think you guys are all old enough to understand that, the shampoo. And she told two friends, and she told two friends. 
It's like, no, he's too young. It's like uh, the Brady Bunch thing where it grows by the square. It's a pyramid scheme like, is what yeah, you're saying. Well, <laughs> well, <laughs> well, it's sad. It's sad. Yeah, except it's no sad. one gets paid. We all just don't have to wear masks. It's sad. It's, it, doesn't, um, it doesn't say much about us as society that it took a mask mandate yeah, to, get parents, to get people to stand To up. get parents 30 interested. Parents. To, oh, okay, and 30 wow. represents 300 or 3,000. No, I 30 this morning, but, so. Yeah. But, yeah. but it took a mask mandate for people to show up to PTA or to show up to the school board. Which they should be yeah, doing this whole time. Yeah, which they should be doing I mean, anyway, but that's should, the problem. If, if it's a lack of days involved, involved. Yeah, it's if a, parents were yeah. more involved in the school we system, wouldn't have this we wouldn't have this problem. Right, and we wouldn't yeah. have this problem. All yeah. right, everybody, we were on track until uh, <laughs> about 15 minutes ago. Until I derailed the whole thing, so. You know, so thank you so much for watching The Yard Sign, the most important and relevant podcast in politics. Uh, again, Joe Wicker, Kim Davis, and Evil David Cabrera. We appreciate you for watching. Thank you to everybody in the comment section. It's been really active tonight, even uh, with a lot of new faces. Uh, so we got uh, Hector, Laura's always. Hi, Christine. Uh, you know, our good old friend Christine, who we missed uh, over the weekend. Uh, Jeffrey, our good buddy Jeffrey. Uh, got some new faces. Jared, I think there was uh, Chase in there somewhere. Yeah. Um, Those you know, are two of our upcoming uh, Chris Licata, of course, uh, who's uh, hasn't been on the show in a while, but uh, uh, is a regular on the show. And uh, yeah, as uh, you know, as he was mentioning early on in the show, if you want to see your yard sign up here, uh, go ahead and DM us, and we will tell you how to get it to us, and we will put it up here on our uh, fancy new digs. Um, and also, uh, uh, as we get into the next topic, we do have a very special full length discussion on Afghanistan that we're going to be airing on Wednesday with our special guest, Jimmy T. Smith, former state representative, uh, also county commissioner from Citrus County, uh, a veteran himself, and now the coalition's director for Concerned Veterans of America. Uh, we're lucky to have him here in Florida and, uh, and certainly in Tampa Bay. Uh, he was able to make some time for us uh, to really go in depth with Joe Wicker and I on the conversation of Afghanistan. Cool. Uh, not only the political uh, ramifications about what's happening over there, but also how it's affecting our veterans here at home. Uh, so uh, uh, be looking out for that on Wednesday. Uh, uh, it'll be at 7 o'clock, just like this show. Uh, and uh, true, uh, I, I, again, honestly, it, it was a great conversation. Uh, and, uh, and I hope that we touched on some uh, topics within that topic. I think that other shows uh, just aren't going to take the time to uh, delve into uh, because, uh, again, I think this is, uh, issue is going to hit us much harder here at home than most people realize. Uh, so, again, Afghanistan in depth. This Wednesday on the Yard Sign, uh, a special edition coming to you. Uh, be sure to look forward here on Facebook. Uh, also, uh, be sure to uh, keep an eye out for it on our YouTube channel and our other social media platforms. And we'll put the audio version up on our Google Tech, I'm sorry, on all the tech overlords over at Google, Apple, Spotify, Audible, Amazon, uh, and iHeartRadio. Um, by the way, uh, they're telling me Jared Collins or Jay Collins is... Uh, uh, is a veteran himself who's going to be running against Kathy Castor yeah. in District 14. So, uh, you know, uh, yeah. Nebel being our, our booker, uh, maybe we can get Jay on the show uh, here soon. Uh, thanks uh, for watching, Jay. Uh, hope to get to meet you soon. Uh, let's kind of quickly, uh, and I know it, and, and that, I mean, it's going to be difficult to do, but uh, there's really isn't a whole lot that has really changed as far as what's happening in Afghanistan. It continues to be in chaos. We continue to hear about uh, Americans, Europeans having to go into hiding, um, basically stashing their passports. Uh, there's still not being any sort of a clear 
way to get Americans out of Afghanistan. Uh, it seems like the, the Biden administration is really just making this up as they go. Uh, he refused to take questions in a press conference today about Afghanistan. Or responsibility. Yeah, I mean, he'd rather sit there and throw digs at Florida and throw digs at COVID and criticize about that rather than talk about you know, the, the mess he's created in Afghanistan. Next thing you know, they'll say that COVID is what's keeping the Afghans from getting oh, yeah. points. Oh, you know? yeah. Well, as the Babylon Bee... <laughs> the Taliban, it's, uh, as, it's COVID. As, you know? as the Babylon Bee reported, you know, the CNN was uh, praising the <laughs> Taliban for the, the proper use of masks. Yeah. Uh, I saw know, that. That the, was hysterical. Babylon oh, yeah, Bee has you know, its pulse on you know culture. Yeah. You know what's even more hysterical is I shared it uh, on my Instagram, and they pulled it because they, they thought it was real. Yeah, they oh, said that sweet. that people think it's real. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, and, you know, Instagram even not treating it as as parody or satire. They, well, because so. well, can, what can you do anymore? Our, like, our satire knows? is becoming too close to the truth. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. Exactly. That, that's the problem. Yeah, you're well, hurting and, some feelings. And they're just like, going to pull anything. I mean, it's crazy when you know when your satire websites are almost are almost spot on, and when guys like Alex Jones actually gets it right, yeah. you're like, wait a minute, what happened? Yeah, how did the right. conspiracies become reality? Yeah. Like, and Andrew right. Mitchell tell us that everything is all fine on the ground in Afghanistan. <laughs> so, you know, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't. She's I, been the biggest liberal apologist now, I think, over the past two decades. I, yeah. Um, now, Joe, I mean, you know, again, you were with me in that conversation with Jimmy T. Smith um, that we're going to put out on Wednesday. What were some of maybe the takeaways? I mean, I liked his approach about realism. Um, you know, we you certainly seem to be on the same page on, on, on some of the takes uh, in regards to, uh, again, you know, getting out and, and why we need to get out. Um, you know, it, I mean, is, is, is there really any way to stop the bleeding or kind of correct course on this or is well, this already too late is it is it just too bungled at this point to well, we, to to correct it so i was thinking about this earlier so you know as a as a former army officer i'm i'm sitting here thinking about the way we do plans and operations and yeah. the way things are planned out now you know i, I wasn't a like brigade or division level officer okay so but still you have you have something in the military called uh, MDMP, or in the Army they call it that, military decision-making process. And when you're putting together operations, um, your operations orders, you take into account things like, okay, so what's the mission, right? So the mission right now is basically, you know, extract our troops from Afghanistan in some orderly fashion and in the process, you know, process out visas and all that, right? And that, that's essentially the end state. Everybody has relocated back to the U.S. and transition to the Afghan government or yeah. to whoever's going to be in charge. That's the mission, right? Part of that planning process is understanding what's the friendly situation and what's the enemy situation, right? So what forces do we have available? What are their capabilities? And what's and what's their, their mission? And then the enemy situation, which is um, what's the composition of the enemy? Who are they? Where are they? Um, what's, um, and what are their capabilities? And, and when, when you're going through that that, that military decision-making process, the planning process, what the officers are doing is coming up with things like, okay, what are the most likely courses of action, okay? So you're doing what we call COA development, course of action development. And one of the things you do is you determine what is, what is, the, what is the enemy's most probable course of action and what's the enemy's most dangerous course of action? And you have to plan for the enemy most dangerous course of action. Right. Now, I'm not there, and I, and I would love to hear from somebody involved in the planning, but I assume 
that the most dangerous course of action that our forces should have been planning for was that the Taliban overruns most major cities, begins to create a security. Worst case scenario. Yeah, worst yeah. case scenario. Creates a security challenge for the American forces, and we start exchanging fire. How do we, what are we going to do, right? Because we've got limited forces, and we're, and we're on our way back, right? Um, so I, I'm confused as to how did that, how did we get to here without that being something that we probably would have planned for, okay? Just because things are going bad doesn't mean that the America. It, it appears it's going bad because there's shooting, there's 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 riots, there's chaos, right? Right. That doesn't mean that the American military didn't prepare and understand that that was a potential outcome. Um, outcome, okay. But what se but what I don't understand is there seems to be a complete disconnect between what the administration's trying to say, and right. I understand they're, 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 they're going to talk on the politics. Things are okay. They're going to want to present a better picture. And then you've got the Secretary of Defense saying, we actually don't have the capability to expand the perimeter yeah. that much more. We're not sure that we can get all these Americans out. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What you're telling me is, is that we didn't plan for the most dangerous course of action that the enemy could take. Right. And that blows my mind because that should result in the resignation yeah. or firing Everybody. of somebody. somebody. And now because you've got thousands of soldiers going in, which tells me that that wasn't part of the plan. Yeah. Well, because historically, in this kind of a situation, because you were over in Iraq, right? Um, and, 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 and you've probably seen or read about how this has kind of been handled in previous conflicts. The one thing that everybody keeps going back to is the fact that we turned over all these weapons, all these vehicles. Yeah. Uh, I mean, what, what is your take on yeah. that? How much of that is, is truly an issue? Well, Joe and, 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 and how does something like that happen? Joe and I actually had this conversation, and we, I think we even had a third person have this conversation, where... Yes, you're going to leave a bunch of equipment, but they're not taking care of the equipment as well as we would have. So a lot of the stuff is going to be well, yeah, not like, going to be not, usable. Still, that's I'm $85 not, billion. Yeah. Dollars. No, I'm, and I'm I don't not, disagree with well, that, but, but it's not I like it's going yeah, to be but used the in American, a war. Yeah, but the, the Department of Defense pisses $85 billion. Yeah. Right? No, and I understand yeah. the logistics of not being able to bring a lot of that stuff back. Yeah. I realize that that's... So, so, you know, so right now... give it to the Taliban? No, so right now what they're saying, there's 75,000 war... a Black Hawk helicopter? That's what we're saying. So they're saying there's about 75,000 war machines or vehicles... On left, 208 airplanes or helicopters of some form. These are the A-29 um, super attackers. And then 600,000 rifles, machine guns, shotguns. Right, so those are going to be the ones that are a little bit more right, dangerous. So but the other ones, I don't think well, but again, they have the capacity. But going, going back to the airplanes and the, and, the, and the helicopters, the truth of the matter is, again, there's like an 80% they, they illiteracy operate. rate in yeah. Afghanistan. More than that, the, Those helicopters operate. and planes will probably never leave the ground. Yeah. So, um, but we are yeah. talking about vehicles and, and weapons, you know, and that... That, again, it seems to be a sore spot with a lot of people. Yeah, I, I, I'm not as concerned about the, the, the equipment that was left behind as people are talking about. Um, I, I remember being in Baghdad working with the Iraqi security forces trying to advise them and help them take over control of their country. And watch, I'm in a Humvee, an up-armored Humvee, which is not that great, especially seeing as how I used to be on a tank, okay? Yeah. Um, and I'm driving by, and I see the Iraqis have brand new MRAPs. Like, the plastic is still on the seats. I'm like, <laughs> you have an MRAP, I'm in a Humvee. Like, what's the, like, this doesn't seem like this should, it should be going this way. Right. Um, but the, the thing is, is that a lot of the things that we left them are not things that, the Chinese are going to come and 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 try to re. You know, so they can't put them into practice. It's no. What I'm saying is, it's not like we're leaving them um, highly sensitive information that 
that is uh, uh, intelligence or something like that. Right. So uh, people were talking about these drones and things like that. Guys, Iran's got drones. Yeah. I mean, right. like a, like everybody has drones at this point. Like yeah. a, a low level drone. We didn't, it's not like we left them, you know, reapers and predators and yeah. all this. I mean, like these little low level drones, you know, are not are that mostly big. for yeah. surveillance. Exactly, it's not that big of a deal. And um, we don't even know if they they had the the other end of the operating yeah, we equipment did take, to be able we, to fly. We them. able to operate them. We yeah. did take some. We did take heavy weaponry. And you remember when we got criticized for that? Um, yeah, because we're not leaving the other stuff that you're going to use on us as we're as we're heading out of there. I mean, they yes, they they ended up capturing. Keep in mind, they captured a lot of Afghan army equipment. Mm -hmm. So we didn't give that. We didn't just okay. leave the stuff to the Taliban. Right. So most we, of that was left. We we had given them, you know, M4s. I mean, these are rifles. These this is basic soldier equipment. Yeah. Yeah. That so you're saying that most of what what people are seeing that they quote unquote captured in terms of oh a lot American, of it. It, it was Afghan army. Oh, well, yeah. we left it behind for them. Of course, we left it. We've yeah. been arming the Afghan army. We had to. They don't have any production what army? to make their own yeah. weapons or you know. So what army? no, we we've, we've supplied them with that. Yeah, no. But we left it before they. Bail. Yeah, no, we left it at that. Now, now here's a here's the good news. So that's a spin. That's a spin on. Yeah. on oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. there. Yeah, and it's so an and evil being. And as a Republican, I will say, you know, other Republicans that are out there saying, "Oh, look what we did." Hey, listen, there's all sorts of Second Amendment arguments that we can make. Sure. But the military didn't just like hand stuff over to the Taliban, okay? Right. Um, and no, we just handed over buckets of money. That's and right. and <laughs> the. Um, and the uh, the other thing is, this is a kind of a double edged sword, right? Yes, they have Blackhawks. Yes, uh, helicopters. Yes, they have MRAPs and all this other equipment or whatever, right? And when you see that, you think, gosh, you know, so all this stuff fell in the hands of the Taliban. You know, how irresponsible. Like, how did we let that happen? Well, the good news is, is that the Afghans did not have the educational or technical capability to maintain that equipment. Right. So we were using our forces or contractors to maintain those helicopters, maintain that right. equipment, train, do, them. Do, train, yeah. train yeah. them on it, and in some cases operate it. So, so on one hand, they can't use that stuff anyway. Right. Because, yeah. because once it breaks, they're not going to have the ability to fix it. But the downside of that is, is that that's actually part of the problem with the Afghan military is that we we never really gave it over to them to give them the, to let so they can have build the relationship. They need to those well, they have to they have to have the logistical capabilities yeah. to maintain their own equipment. Well, they right. tried after to after twenty train, years they should have. They tried to train, you know, a Middle Eastern armor using Western, you know, with a lack of Western resources. You know so whether I, it's 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 the physical fitness aspect again literacy mathematics. Right. I mean, and one but I do one, have a question to you uh, on that. Is that um, because that, so that is one of the things that I've been thinking about is so the minute that the U.S. pulled out and uh, you know however again you have way more intelligence and and knowledge on this than I do but it seemed to me that to the way that we went just in the middle of the night kind of thing right after we went. Those all those subcontractors went right. All that infrastructure support that we had put yeah. behind well, they, there. They can't stay without security. Well, they can't yeah. stay without security. So we immediately abandoned. What did we think was going to happen? Well, I, I and and how were the Afghans supposed to stay? Well, I, I self sufficient without that. Right. Well, I I think that this administration um, did pretty much decide. You know, we're leaving no matter what. 
Yeah. Like, I mean, at some point in time. And they pull the plug without at, any at, kind at some, of. At some point in time. Well, I think if the Afghan, well, I do believe there are probably people in the administration that wanted to believe. And this is the problem. This is the disconnect between the reality on the ground and the people um, in politics. You know, you go ask a private on the ground, how are the Iraqis doing? How are the Afghanis doing? And they say, uh, they're screwed up from the floor up. <laughs> By the time that message gets to the President of the United States, it's the Afghan army's doing a good job and they're very motivated and, and they're resourced. It's like the game of and telephone with Exactly. I mean, no okay. one wants to give the boss bad news. And so by the time this stuff makes it up, you, you leadership ends up having an unrealistic view of, of the reality right. of the situation. I knew that if we pulled out of Iraq like we did under Obama, that the Iraqi army could not maintain um, checkpoints in certain areas. I knew that. And that's why I was so, I was disheartened that we pulled out quickly like Obama did. Because in my mind, I'm like, you've got 50 plus thousand troops there. If you pulled a thousand out, that's a lot, it's a battalion. If you pulled a 1,000 troops out every week under the cover of darkness, you could reduce your force strength. You could reduce down to nothing over the course of 52 weeks, which is a year. Like you can literally pull out a thousand a week. And be at no, and be at no presence in in the course of one year. That and, that would and, have been realistic. And no one needs to know. And no, without no one needs to know. And without giving a date. Without giving any dates. Do it at night. That's just a few C-17s, and you're yeah. done. Yeah. And you could do that once a week. So I I just think that the administration and the politicians in general were just like we're and, just done. And we're that's what and that's what's so and that's what's but, so upsetting about this whole situation is that. At the end of the day, and I, I like the uh, question that oh, you asked, yeah, like what is the time timetable of knowing that you're ready to evacuate and then evacuating individuals? Because the only, varies, the only so. thing that the administration wanted to do was get rid of the military aspect out of Afghanistan, yeah. thinking they were going to hold on to it. But now that we are listening and, and hearing... everybody else followed. But now the private sector followed. But now that we're hearing how it fell apart the way it did, so, you had diplomats months ago telling the administration, if you do it the way you're doing it now, you're going to have a, a a refugee problem that hasn't been seen since Saigon. And even with the Saigon situation, it took, what, two or three years before North Vietnam was able to push through and to retake the capital. When it came to here... Ten days. No, 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 in in in, in, uh, Vietnam. So what you're seeing here now is that, at least during the Trump administration, there there were some form of terms. If you are pushing through and taking over provinces, we're not going to get out. If you do X, Y, and Z, we're not going to get it. And we, kept, we were able to move the goalposts back a little bit because you have to show well, some stability. Staff, they left support well, staff there. I'm, Trump's plan left support staff there in terms of supporting oh, yeah. the in, in, in terms of supporting the private sector, the, the the contractors that you talked about and things like that. That once they pull out, there's no more water. Well, there's the no fa- more Wi-Fi. The, the, there's the no fact more. that the fact that there are so many Americans there leads me to believe that they didn't expect no. this to go this no. way. No, right. they that, said that, that. That this whole concept of like August 31st or September, that that was not, maybe not a, a real uh, red line, not, you, maybe not a red you line, had, maybe but not you had a provincial sand, capitals falling in June. So you knew this was happening. I don't understand why Americans are, are there. Because yeah. if you're not a soldier, you know, you know that you're vulnerable because of the security, how are situation. they not informed? So I—that's what I'm saying. How someone are you, needs to get fired. Like how? Yeah. <laughs> someone how needs you, to get fired. A lot of people. How are you an American fired. that's there for the Red Cross or there for? Well, that was what they whatever said. Non-profit. What the Biden administration has said is that anybody who's still there chose yeah, to be there. Yeah. How are you surprised? Oh, yeah, they said they chose that. to that's be there. That's what I don't understand. But one last thing I want to mention about the equipment and all that. 
okay, don't underestimate the, um, the importance of the American soldier and who's operating the equipment. All right, there was an Abrams tank that was on video being destroyed in uh, Syria or Iraq, I think it was. It would have been Iraq. Um, and it was when ISIS was, was battling, right? It was an Iraq, it was, um, I, I believe it was Iraqis or maybe Saudis, I forget, but it, it was, either way it goes, it was one of our allies that was operating an Abrams tank. And the tank was shot with an anti-tank guided missile which was probably provided by Russia or Iran, who knows. Um, but either way, this tank was just stationary, and it was sitting there, and I don't even think it was on. Um, it wasn't scanning. It wasn't doing anything. It was just sitting out in the open. It was sitting at a high position, too, so it was very visible. And this thing got shot, and it was um, hitting the rear, and the, the, uh, the ammo, the ammo um, blowout panels went off because it cooked off the ammo, so it actually did what it was supposed to do. I don't know what happened to the tank. It may have been survivable, and the crew inside may have survived if there was a crew inside. But my point is, is that everybody was like, oh, look, this is the Abrams tank. How did this tank get destroyed? Guys, it's just a piece of equipment. It's the person that's behind right. the controls that right. makes all the difference. Yeah. The American soldier and a team of American soldiers are trained, working together, doing their job. That's what makes it deadly, not a piece of steel. So when you see this equipment laying around, we yeah. can destroy, yeah. all, if we need to, we can destroy all of that stuff. Well, and historically, if as we I mentioned, <laughs> we've, we've deserted equipment all over the world. Sure, I mean, it's cheaper to leave it or to blow yeah. it in place than it is to send it home, yeah. especially if it's something that we know is going to have to go completely through services, be completely right. refit. I mean, literally, the I know it seems, it doesn't make sense to the average American, but when you look at a tank that costs $8 million, if it costs you $4 million to bring it back, plus refit and all that, it may be cheaper just to leave the thing. Yeah. I mean, well, it's like that famous video, though, where the aircraft carrier, where they're throwing the planes overboard. You know, right. Too. It's, yeah. it's, you know, again, it's, it's, a, it's a piece of equipment that it, yes. has maybe, you know, it's, it's done its job. If it's not in the right hands, you know, it's just a piece of equipment. Yeah, right. that, that's yeah. right. Anything, it's a piece of, big any, piece of metal. Anything yeah. made by man, anything made by man can be destroyed by man. You take a rifle, okay, and I mean, I've actually... I've actually benefited from the terrible training of the Iraqis because of the I mean, not the Iraqis themselves, I mean the insurgents, okay? Yeah. Um, because I was shot at with a, a guy, you know, with an AK-47, but here's the thing. They're so bad at what they do that they don't hit their targets. Sure. And they should. You put that same weapon in the hand of an American infantryman, now I'm scared. Because yeah, yeah. I know yeah. that he's I know scared. that they're not going to put it on full auto and dump a mag feeling cool. They're going to put it on single shot, and they're going to be true and straight with their, with their fire. The same so way I would It's all about yeah. the soldier. Yeah. It's all the about same the way I wouldn't be scared if a white... A stormtrooper was shooting at me at a far distance. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be scared like, because no one ever gets hit, right? Yeah, I know no, that no I'm going to get hit. Jump, 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 jump. It's fine. Uh, yeah, are we talking about Skywalker? We went back no? to the Metaclorians or GI Joe. Yeah, GI Joe. Yeah. No one ever. And Evil's trying to make a Star Wars reference. I, yeah, I think it was actually the Skywalker. It's either a Star yeah. Wars reference it was or Saudi. something Je else. Jeffrey squared yeah. me away. It was a Saudi. It was we we sold some to Abrams to the Saudi. It was a Saudi tank that was had the tank. So the Saudi soldiers weren't doing their job. And on that note, the producer. Solomon, we got to wrap it up. All right. Thank you, everybody, for watching the Yard Sign, the most important and relevant podcast in politics. Uh, again, thank you to 
Joe Wicker, Kimberly Davis, uh, and evil David Cabrera for joining us on the show today. Uh, lively and healthy and fun discussion as always. Uh, don't forget, you can subscribe, like, comment, share this video. We highly encourage you to so we can continue to grow our audience. You can also catch all the previous episodes on video uh, on Facebook and YouTube. You can catch the audio version of our podcast at the Tech Overlords at Google, Apple, Spotify, Audible, Amazon, and iHeartRadio. What? One last thing? No, that's yeah. going to be like another 20 minutes. What are you talking about? It's already, it's, we're already at 90 minutes. I just want no, to make sure that we are aware that we're a $3.5 trillion budget that is supposed to rebuild bridges and trains and everything else and feed mom and dad at the same time is going to, it might get passed tonight, might get passed tomorrow, so we'll see what happens. What's another $3 trillion? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Who What's do we owe that trillion? to? All right. On that note, thank you so much can for watching, spot me everybody. A trillion, bro? Don't forget. <laughs> can you spot me a trillion? I can barely Wednesday spot night, a glass seven o'clock, right here on Facebook and YouTube, an in-depth discussion on Afghanistan with this guy right here, Joe Wicker, and Jimmy T. Smith, Coalition's Director for Concerned Veterans of America. On that note, thank you so much for watching. Have a great night. So long, everybody. Bam.